0: Welcome back to, well, that's interesting, the natural disaster you never heard of edition. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, shit. That's, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Question. Mm. Yes. If I haven't heard of it, does that mean it, like, wasn't that bad? <laughs> it's It means it's incredibly bad that you haven't heard of something incredibly bad. <laughs> that's what that
1: means. I see. Yeah. I see. I see.
0: Today, episode 050, Invisible Tsunami that Killed 1,700 People. How have I not heard of this? Yeah, I know. I've never heard of an invisible
1: tsunami. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Why? How? It's, oh man, we're going to get into it and it's going to be awful. Jill, we better. (laughs) That's right. I am Jill Chacha. (laughs) I am with the, uh, just... Cannot wait. Super eager. Marissa Riley. Thank you. That is me. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yes, you should be. You should be. Uh, because, you know what? Well, actually, I should... First, first things first, if yes. this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. It well, is so good to have you. So good to have you. Um, and Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's so. true.
1: It's very true. I have no <laughs> idea... Or I had no idea that we were going to talk about an invisible tsunami. That honestly doesn't sound real. I am skeptical. Did Jill make it up? I don't know. I'm going to need a lot of facts to prove that this isn't like, you know, um, a Bon song. You know?
0: This is, it's 100% real and it's got everything you can think of in it. Yeah.
1: I'm telling you though, if this was a folk song.
0: It It could work. It would work. That, oh, Jesus. that was really bad. That, that hurt. I, ah, Jesus, that was. I am so sorry, Anyways, everyone. Rate and subscribe. <laughs> God. Um, it actually is another special day over here at WTI yeah, it's officially our 50th episode fuck yes that's right we did it my god and along with our like in-betweenies we're just inches away from 100 delicious recordings can you believe it No. can you fucking believe it yeah I, I think when this episode drops we're like at 96 or something that's incredible it's fucking bonkers
1: it's a little over a year it yeah. only took us about a year to yeah. make a hundred well almost a hundred episodes exactly
0: yeah. When we hit that
1: hundred, man, I know, I know. Well, we're we're gonna be drinking margaritas, and I hope <laughs> you will too, yes. unless you don't drink alcohol. In which case, I hope you treat yourself to a cake or yes. something. I, I'm gonna personally have the margarita and the cake That's right. because I because have no self control. Just no, you're treating yourself. That's what that means. That's a nice way to say. <laughs> That I have no (laughs)
0: self-control. Well, you know what? We keep coming back thanks to the flock. Seriously. Yeah. So thanks to everyone who subscribes, rates, reviews, tells a friend about the show, uh, comments, and likes on social media. This all helps the flock grow and find each other, basically. Yeah. It's amazing. We couldn't do this without you guys. So y'all
1: are as much part of this as we are. Yes. And so when I say treat yourself to a margarita or cake, I mean it. Right. You,
0: you had a big hand in this. That's you, right. You did it get too. Get that fucking so. cake. Get that fucking cake. Get that fucking cake. Um, so I think it's time. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't done special shout outs in a while. Oh my God. So, I love a special shout out. We've got a few special shout out to some new members of the flock. Amazing. Some who left reviews on Apple. Uh, Andrew Zippy. We see you. We see you. Thanks for calling us hilarious lasses. I love that. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm so excited. Uh, thinking Bout said, thank you for blessing me with this content. Oh. Honestly, thank you, Thinking, for blessing us with that fucking review. That's... Yeah, I'll be thinking about you. <laughs> I hate myself. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Mariso, why don't you read the one that really brought tears to both of our eyes? Oh my God, nothing would
1: make me happier. All right, so at SeanGeekPodcast on Twitter said, and I quote, got a chance to hear about giant goldfish from at WTI underscore pod. Interesting, funny, great chemistry. This is what a podcast is all
0: about. End Twitter quote. That's Oh, my God. Uh, And you did it with a yell. It's proper. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, there's no way I'm not yelling that. Damn it. Uh, But, yeah, my heart is shattered. And thank you so much, Sean. Geek Podcast. I truly appreciate
0: it. At Sean Geek Podcast. Also left left a review on Podchaser. Oh, my God. It's Sean. I know. Just everywhere. Uh, That made my heart explode. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to just... Folks, check them out over at Sean Geek. And yeah. it, it's Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast. Amazing. Uh, they get down and nerdy like us, so please check them out. I love a nerd pod. I'll be checking them out. So. Damn right. Yeah. So, And finally, 5 to 1 Podcast is driving across the United States on a road trip, not only listening to us, but taking pictures of come-and-go convenience stores. If that's not a hero, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't know what is. So, um just sharing it on Twitter. Honestly, five to one, you're doing God's work. Thank you. Thank so. <laughs> you.
1: Thank you, Five Two One. Can't wait to see your pictures and just hear about your road trip. That sounds, it sounds like incredible. a delight.
0: Yes. So uh, today for the big five O, today's episode, we have a big story, literally and figuratively, of uh, one of tragedy and survival, one of mystery and whose events are the rarest of the rare oh la la <laughs> that's right as far as I know there hasn't been another incident since the one we're talking about today has occurred oh my god I but, know. but I am
1: 100% positive that when I go to the beach this weekend this is <laughs> all I'm going to
0: think about yes yes you you will uh, just it'll you will haunt you it will haunt you I'm sorry <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> it. It, it will th- haunt th- your beach day fuck <laughs> so, tell me everything okay so, uh, hopefully I hyped it up enough. Let's head on over, back in time, to the roaring 1980s. Good times. That's right. Specifically 1986, which happened to be roaring like a motherfuck, but all for the bad reasons, basically. Yeah. Uh, other major events that took place this year. Um, Chernobyl exploded. Fuck. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, the space, space shuttle Challenger uh, disintegrates uh, 73 seconds after launching. <sighs> Yeah. Killing all seven astronauts on board. A um, the first case of med cow disease was identified at the agricultural lab in England. Oh. At, an, at an agricultural lab in England. Ah, Sorry. I can speak. No so, worries. <laughs> uh, Pan Am Flight 73 with 358 people on board was hijacked at Karachi International Airport. Shit. Worst of all. A full official survey of Loch Ness was taken in hopes of finding proof that Nessie exists and no proof was found. It's just heartbreaking. I, I mean,
1: you ruined my year. You <laughs> ruined 1986, man. You ruined, not just, <laughs> you ruined my dreams.
0: Um, um,
1: I didn't realize that uh, the yeah. survey
0: was conducted, and I wish it hadn't been. <laughs> so... Some things you don't need proof. That's true. We didn't need that. No. Um, but there was one beacon of light, though. Uh, the Oprah Winfrey Show debuted nationally. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot was happening in 1986, uh, but I didn't even scratch the surface of the number of clusterfucks. So it wouldn't be surprising if you haven't heard of the absolute tragedy that took place in the nation of Cameroon. Oh no. Yeah, uh, where in the world is Cameroon, you may be asking, not a problem. Uh, Whip out your mental map of Africa. Got it. Point to the center of the continent. You got it. Move your finger west until you hit the coast and find yourself in that curvy nook part. Ooh, I love a curvy nook part. Okay, there you go. So Cam- uh, so Cameroon does have a bit of a coastline. Uh, its location is a little off-center in the continent, and it's just a wee seven degrees above the equator. Mm, and Yeah, very. And all of this together means its geography is diverse as fuck. Yeah. Uh, there are deserts in the northeast, lush rainforests in the south, and in the center, expanding northwest, there are mountains. Beautiful. Yeah. Some of these mountains, though, they're extra special because, you guessed it, they're volcanoes. Of course they <laughs> are. Right. Of course. Everything is volcanoes and fucking parasites.
1: Watch out. Yeah. Watch out. They're uh, coming for you or you're coming for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Especially in the show. Let me tell we you. We talk a lot about volcanoes and parasites, yeah. and they are now two of my biggest anxieties. <laughs> <laughs> and I live in New York, and there's just not
0: a lot of either of those happening here. So. Well, that's an accomplishment then. Yes, so, this is true. So, <laughs> so uh, there are volcanoes, and this string of volcanoes is aptly named the Cameroon Volcanic Line. Nice to the point. Yes. Now, like we said, we talk about volcanoes here a lot. Yes. And well, that's interesting. In uh, back in in between E we talked about volcanoes made of mud. Yep. Remember that? Oh, how could I forget? Yeah. These mud piles, for lack of a better term, uh, fart methane. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mostly, mostly methane. Most- and. Yeah. If you haven't had a listen to that in betweeny, please just scroll on back a few days, in betweeny 044, and you'll get the full story. It was
1: great. It was me and Jill trying not to say the word fart for like 20 minutes and then <laughs> finally saying fart a yes. lot. Yeah. Because the volcanoes
0: are like um, that's what they do. They're like farting butts they, in yeah. the earth. They hold it in and then they let it out at the most awkward time no shame at all very relatable very relatable so in a nutshell as methane escapes uh in sometimes an extremely fast bursts, which bursts which disrupts rock land causing friction and that heat ignites the gas causing a gigantic explosion from time to time now that's that volcano very relatable now <laughs> now i bring this up because sometimes volcanoes aren't always what we expect them to be of course they're not yeah. so dr marissa i'd like to show you a picture which will also be featured on our social media stuff so please uh play along at well that's interesting pod on instagram at wti underscore pod on twitter but in the meantime dr marissa please take a look at this photo and tell us what you see i would love in to. this landscape i would absolutely love to Okay,
1: I'm looking at a beautiful photo. I think it could honestly be a postcard, question mark. Um, I see kind of like a mountain range. And then sort of in the center of a bunch of mountains is a body of water. It could be a lake. And um, I see nothing here that Hmm. remotely resembles a volcano other than the mountains, which have no little you know, volcano holes,
0: right? That's the, that's (laughs) the
1: geological term, right? That's
0: that's the one. Yes. The volcano holes. (laughs) That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's lush. It's green. Uh, and in the center is a lake. It's, it's completely unassuming at all. Like you could be hiking right past this and never think anything was wrong. Totally. Yeah. Uh, you're exactly right. This is a lake. This is Lake Nios, And like we said, you wouldn't know it, but by looking at it, But it sits atop a dormant volcano, this lake. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah, and surprise, that doesn't mean it's not dangerous. Of course. All right, so let's get into it. Um, scientists believe the last big eruption, um, in the traditional sense, like spewing magma, took place around 12,000 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that event made a crater which, over time, has filled with rainwater, forming our lake here.
1: Amazing. And just to get it
0: clear, yeah, underneath the lake is the volcano. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So this is just the crater, as you said so aptly, was the volcano hole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there you go. I got it. Yeah. So in terms of size, this gigantic puddle, essentially, uh, she big. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a mile across. Oh shit. Yeah, and nearly seven hundred feet deep. Oh my god. For perspective, the famous Loch Ness is eight hundred feet deep. Oh so. so it's almost as deep as the famous Loch Ness, which is
1: exactly what you just said. And exactly. I just repeated you. Anyways. Yeah,
0: it was worth repeating. <laughs> yeah. So and so and although Lake Nios is situated above a supposed extinct volcano. Magma still churns beneath it. Okay, that doesn't sound (laughs) extinct at all (laughs) to me. Yeah, so magma still is doing its thing, moving around, and it's releasing gases like carbon dioxide. Okay. And I want you to put a massive fucking pin in that. The biggest one. The biggest fucking pin you can find. Because it's time. We need to talk about the event. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. Dr. Marissa, would you do the honors of taking us to that fateful night in 1986 by reading the events as described in the official report written up by a team of geologists for the Office of U.S. Foreign Disaster Assistance? Nothing would make me happier. All right, quote, on Thursday evening, August
1: 21st, tragic events occurred at this idyllic lake that would, uh, that made it known throughout the world as a, in quotes, killer lake. Uh, <laughs> the early part of the evening began with heavy rains and thunderstorms typical of the rainy season by 9 30 p.m the weather was calm the air temperature cool and most people were engaged in their usual evening activities this tranquil scene was suddenly disturbed by a series of rumbling sounds lasting that part was in a <laughs> italics <laughs> lasting perhaps 15 to 20 seconds Many people in the immediate area of the lake came out of their homes, uh, experienced a warm sensation, smelled rotten eggs or gunpowder, and rapidly lost consciousness. Mm -hmm. Other individuals became unconscious without preliminary symptoms or never awakened from their sleep. One observer who was on high ground above Lake Nyos reported hearing a bubbling sound. Walking to a better vantage point, he saw a white cloud rise from the lake, accompanied by a large wave washing up on to the southern shore. None of the survivors in the valley saw a visible cloud. End quote. I got really into that reading. <laughs> really did. I was feeling the words move through me. Yeah.
0: You, you, I mean, your through. body moved. You just spit everywhere. It was it was incredible, amazing. I saw your
1: your computer is covered in my saliva. It's covered, yes. you are too. Um. I had to say something. So. Are you okay? Do you I'm need okay. a towel? <laughs> Jesus, just dabbing off Jill right now.
0: Oh my god. Well, well. Well, luckily, we're coming up to a break, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> she can take a shower. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let me tell you, that one observer on high ground, Yeah, that person was incredibly lucky because, yeah. because, my friends, that simple description that we just heard is an incomplete picture of a truly bizarre and disastrous scene which took place across several low-lying vi- villages that night. Holy shit. We have a lot to unpack. Yeah. After the break... We're going down into that valley, and you won't believe what came out of the, air quotes, dormant volcano. Oh, shit. Please, stay tuned. Please do. I'm going to get toweled off. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. We are so back. We're so back, and uh, shit's not going well. No, it is not. (laughs) It's gone bad. (laughs) Uh, My friends, I'd like you to imagine your routine. And getting ready for bed okay okay we all have some kind of ritual right yeah lots uh. of acne cream <laughs> okay perfect well imagine yourself beginning the process and then suddenly waking up 36 hours later with no recollection of finishing or falling asleep that's wow that's yeah. a
1: lot of margaritas yeah
0: and uh, that is if you were lucky enough to wake up at all oh no that's yeah. right i'm not going to bury the lead i'm just going to describe what exactly emerged from like Nyos, killing well over a thousand people please do yeah well emerge isn't the right word it's more like shot out like a fucking cannonball is more like it got it okay so <clears throat> It's estimated anywhere from 100,000 to 300,000 tons of carbon dioxide rose up from the bottom of the lake at a speed of about 60 miles per hour. Fuck. Yeah, now it's hard to wrap your head around a gas bubble that large, but I'll try and help you visualize it. Um, Thanks to watermarks, that amount of gas released at that speed was powerful enough to push out a wall of water 82 feet high which is nearly the height of a 10-story building. So it really is a fucking wave. Yep. It's a fucking tsunami. Yeah, well... Sort he, of. Here, here's the thing. So it wasn't this wave, the, it wasn't the water wave that caused unimaginable amount of suffering that we're about to get into. Yeah. Um, by chance, that was pushed onto one side of the shoreline, leading away from homes, okay. kind of. Uh, and that's great. But unfortunately, it was the massive cloud of carbon dioxide that made a beeline towards those homes. That's so horrifying. Yeah. that's the Yeah. So, well, you see, CO2 is one and a half times heavier than air, so it didn't dissipate when it reached the lake surface. Instead, it literally rolled down the mountainside, maintaining a high speed, forming a fast moving mist, get this, about 160 feet thick. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's fucking air. Yeah. Coming to get you. Air coming, And it's fucking thick. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. At the foot of the volcano, it came to a stop, literally bulldozing oxygen out of the way, and it sat there, engulfing homes, the people inside, livestock, wild animals, everything. So you can't breathe. Exactly. 36 hours later, there was an official count. 1,746 people within a 16-mile radius of the lake, as well as 3,500 livestock, had died of suffocation. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Holy shit.
0: And this tally was not only devastating, but the victims were kind of random. Depending on where you were, if you were already asleep, if you were human, all of these affected your chances of survival. As the U.S. government report phrased it, quote, the pattern of death was not uniform.
1: So maybe if you were like asleep or in a certain type of room, you were able to maintain a certain level of oxygen. That, or, or you were able to, mm. maybe because you were sleeping, you weren't breathing as much. So you didn't need as much
0: oxygen? I... It's, it's, no. No. Never sleeping mind. Was a, <laughs> sleeping was a bad idea. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, if you were deep in sleep, you wouldn't be able to like, wake yourself up and And go somewhere yeah. with oxygen, right, right. so well let 's read on, uh, Dr. Okay. Marissa. If you would, please read further from the report to provide a clearer picture of how survival was a game of chance absolutely
1: all right, quote for example, in the village of Nios, there was a pen of four of the five goats dead, and nearby a home where only four of the nine family members survived cattle in the lower lying areas perished while those at higher elevations were still grazing normally. Many small animals died, but many others were still alive. The bird and insect populations were significantly reduced for at least 48 hours, but the plant life remained essentially unaffected. As best as could be determined, however, the humans and animals that did not survive died very quickly with no signs of panic or discomfort. And quote. Yeah.
0: My mind is just blown by this. Yeah. I know. it's Yeah. And the idea that they possibly perished... You know quickly with no signs of panic or discomfort uh, that's very possible as there were no trauma there were no signs of trauma on the deceased basically yeah. uh, and the few survivors who remained their trauma was more the mental type as this event took place so quickly with little time to react I can imagine yeah 50% of survivors in NIOS said that they smelled rotten eggs felt nausea and had difficulty breathing before they passed out only to wake up to what happened around them. God, can
1: you imagine waking up to half of your family just yeah.
0: gone? Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. that's.
1: It no. really is like a horror movie. It's, in, it's right out of a horror movie, yeah. exactly. Where's yeah. the
0: seventh part series? <laughs> I will watch it. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of just imagining, uh, one survivor, Joseph Nkwan, told the researchers quote, I could not speak, I became unconscious. I could not open my mouth because then I smelled something terrible. I heard my daughter snoring in a terrible way, very abnormal. <sighs> when crossing to my daughter's bed, I collapsed and fell. I was there till 9am Friday morning the next day, oh my God. until a friend of mine came and knocked at my door. I opened the door, I wanted to speak, my breath would not come out. My daughter was already dead. I managed to go over to my neighbor's houses. They were all dead. Oh, my God. I decided to leave because most of my family was in Wum. I got on my motorcycle. A friend whose father had died left with me. As I rode through Nios. I didn't see any signs of anything living. When I got to Wum, I was unable to walk, even to talk. My body was completely weak. End quote. My My heart is broken. Yeah. This is incredibly
1: horrifying. Yeah. devastating and traumatizing. Yeah. I, I can't imagine waking up to a scene like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, this is some sad shit, Dr. Marissa. And you're all probably wondering why and how in the hell did that amount of CO2 come out of a dormant volcano covered with a lake? Yeah, what the fuck? Well, that's exactly the problem. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please read from a few sources to help explain what the fuck happened here. Of course,
1: of course. All right. According to Wired.com, quote, magma deep underneath the lake releases carbon dioxide into its depths. Lake Nyos is 690 feet deep, enough for the water pressure to trap the CO2 in the lake water uh, rather than letting it bubble up and escape to the surface. And the crater rim uh, towers above the lake, blocking winds which could otherwise stir the surface and create a convection currents, uh, and create convection currents that would circulate the deep CO2 saturated water upward to areas of lower pressure. According to Wikipedia, quote: "It isn't. Uh, it is not known what exactly triggered uh, the cata the." Catastrophic? There you go. Nailed it. Catastrophic outgassing. Most geologists suspect a landslide, but some believe that a small volcanic eruption may have occurred on the bed of the lake. A third possibility is that cool rainwater falling on one side of the lake triggered the overturn. Others still believe. There was a small earthquake. Whatever caused the event resulted in the rapid mixing of supersaturated deep water with the upper layers of the lake where the reduced pressure allowed the stored CO two to escape. End quote. So there's a lot of possibilities, but essentially this sort of trapped CO two. Yeah got out exactly instead of being slowly let out over it, time in different ways
0: exactly essentially the buildup of co2 was shook loose by something yeah and Exactly. we don't know what that something exactly was um this natural disaster was a fucked up learning lesson that led geologists and the Cameroon government to install degassing columns in lake nios interesting yeah these are pipes basically that pump CO2-rich water from the bottom of the lake to the top, relieving pressure and helping that gas escape.
1: Wow.
0: And it seems to be working as no other events have occurred since. So, yeah. Yeah. At at the same time, if I could... It's so hard to say
1: not live there because that is someone's home. Yeah. But it's just scary i would be so horrified to live so close to something that just devastated i
0: know but it's remarkable how many people around the world live on fault lines or i was gonna say yeah you know at the foot of volcanoes
1: uh yeah we live next to an ocean so we're another hurricane could pop by
0: any second there you go tornadoes we are all in the shit ladies and gentlemen yeah Hang on to something. <laughs> so, uh, Now, this was a depressing-as-fuck story. So, I'm going to share with you what lifted my spirits after researching and writing about this goddamn horrible thing. Amazing. Now, feel free to share it with anyone who may be a little down, because it'll work, I fucking swear. Oh, my God. Are okay. you ready? Yes, okay. yes, I'm so ready. Dr. Marissa, yes. would you do the honors of reading the headline of a recent CBS News article? Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Um. Quote
1: of the headline (laughs) five parrots separated at British Zoo after encouraging each other to curse profusely at guests that's right end quote that's the best thing I've ever heard (laughs) I know faith restored
0: I know just the headline alone is is just enough but you know what we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna add to this Uh, let's continue on with the article please quote a British wildlife sanctuary has been forced to separate five parrots who wouldn't stop swearing at visitors. Amazing. Heroes. <laughs> keepers, keepers say the birds encouraged each other to keep cursing and had to be moved from the main outdoor aviary. If that's not squad goals,
1: I don't know what is. <laughs> they got kicked out. <laughs> so, so, so
0: good. Uh, Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elise were removed from view this week. The Associated Press reports, uh, they recently joined the uh, the Lincolnshire Wildlife Center's colony of 200 African gray parrots in August 2020, uh, were put in quarantine together, and quickly overwhelmed the staff with their naughty language. Amazing. When can I see them? (laughs) Yeah. we, were, we are quite used to parrots swearing, but we're never, we've never had five at the same time, the center's chief executive, Steve Nichols, told AP. Most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish it. Amazing. <laughs> so, I love this yeah. so much. Oh, man, they were born for the stage, basically. Um, yeah. Um, according to Nichols, none of the zoo's visitors complained about the parrots, and most found them amusing. Quote, when a parrot tells you to fuck off, it amuses people very highly, yeah. he said. It brought a big smile to a really hard year. Aww. Nichols told BBC News that the parrots, quote, swear to trigger reaction or a response. Of course. So seeing people shocked or laughing only encourages the birds to curse more. <laughs> <laughs> so, quote, with five, uh, sorry, with the five, one would swear and another would laugh and that would carry on, he said. <laughs> I'm hoping they learn different words within colonies, Nichols added, but if they teach others bad language and I end up with 250 swearing birds, I don't know what I'll do. End quote. Okay, where? This is London? Yeah.
1: Okay, so we're going to London. (laughs) Um, This is the best thing. Wow, Jill, way to end a devastating tsunami story with... Fucking birds! I just need, a, I just need like a quick list <laughs> of exactly what they say.
0: I know nothing
1: would make me happy. I think I we just have to go see them in person. I think so. It could be our first video for well, that's interesting. Is these yeah. birds for the
0: flock? For the flock? Oh, know. Know. <laughs>
1: I'm just now catching up yeah. to that.
0: I know. Amazing. Uh, So there you have it, folks. Uh, There's a gang of at least five cursing birds in the world. And, yeah, that's the only way I thought, the only way possible to end this episode. Episode 050, baby. We (laughs) did it. We fucking did it. We fucking did it. And we means all of us. Yes. Including you. You fucking did it. Thank you. Uh, Tell your friends about the birds, about the horrible fucking lake in Cameroon. Uh, And please, stay interesting. Please do.